that kind of didn't quite hit the mark, but never mind. Welcome to Powerful Nonsense. 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 Episode 20. Yeah. Yep. Now say something funny. Something funny. <laughs> well done. Thanks. <laughs> you put me on the spot a little bit there. Uh, welcome to episode 20, Environment Design for Getting Done. Done. <laughs> Thanks. I was, I was wondering how to do that then. <laughs> now we don't have to be explicit on iTunes. Yeah. It's just... But usually you end up swearing anyway, and then we have to yeah, do it. It's true. I am... Foul mouth. So, f- sorry about that. He's a bit of a... Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and let's face it sometimes i'm just full of sh- <laughs> uh, anyway so today we are talking about general productivity hacks to be perfectly honest um some more environmental than others um but just generally about getting sh- done exactly and it was mainly because um we had english on last week and he, he spoke a lot about getting a load of that sh- done and he's he does it in an amazing way and so i thought actually we could dedicate a whole episode to these sort of product productivity hacks and yeah sorry that that that, that. <laughs> wayne's losing his head i don't think i'm gonna get don't think i'm gonna get bored of that we'll see how it goes <laughs> anyway uh so we will start oh introductions always forget these days i am wayne ingram actor and I am Jem Yildiz, Jem. So, let's start with a quote. We'll kick it off. So, the first quote is, Amateurs do creative work when they feel motivated. Professionals do creative work on a schedule. And that's by James Clear. And I love that quote. Why? Why? Because it is so easy just to kind of get into the, ugh, not feeling productive today. I'm going to write the day off. But you're still going to call yourself a creative, right? Yeah, absolutely. Whereas if you say, right, today is work day, you get done. Exactly. But there's a lot of writers that do that, don't you? And you get good done as well. There's a a lot of writers that do that, though. Like you see those people who say, like, I get up early in the morning, I do three, four hours solidly. It's like, how many people could actually do that, really? Mm -hmm. And that's that discipline. Yeah. Definitely. So, let's talk about productivity then. I know this is more my side of things than yours. You're, you you're, you're the biohacker. Well, you see, this is the problem, you see, because actually I'm not as productive as I want to be. And I, I used to be very, very productive, as you well know. I used mm-hmm. to work all the time, nonstop, and get loads of stuff done. Um, but then I had burnout which I've still not fully recovered from, and I've just never been able to get back into that productivity level. I peaked. You peaked too early. Peaked too early and just rode that peak until I burnt out. So now I, I'm constantly looking for ways to kind of reignite that productivity. And, um, yeah, I'm not doing too well at it. <laughs> I think like um, like English was saying last week, though, like a lot of people try to like hack their productivity so they're doing so much work, but it's yeah. like, actually, are you are you just busy or are you actually getting the stuff yeah. that matters and that's, done? And that's where I'm trying to... I'm actually trying to hack my productivity so that um, it's balanced um, because of that burnout that I suffered from. Um, I, uh, the problem was, was I wasn't doing anything that I really enjoyed other than working 
mm-hmm. um, and that was the problem. So now it's a it's about getting my productivity to a level where I am working, but I'm also making sure I've got plenty of time to do uh, what I enjoy on my downtime as well. And I mean, I mean, this week we both sort of, I mean, last week we both sort of wrote up our new sort of ideal work mm-hmm. schedules. And I know I was saying to you, like, I sent mine over to you and I was like, Wayne, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit worried. Like, I've got a lot of free time, like, scheduled in. And uh, to go and tell people what you was like, what you said back to me. Well, I'm going to first tell people what I saw when you okay. were saying you had too much free time. Okay. Um, this is a, an estimate because I can't remember exact, but your timetable was essentially being productive whether that's working out or meditation or whatever from about seven eight in the morning Mm -hmm. um up until about seven or eight at night was that it was it that long it might it might even have been less than that yeah but let's put it this way from let's let's say from about seven o'clock in the evening onwards, mm-hmm. you gave that over to free time Monday to Friday, and then you gave yourself Saturday and Sunday, which is pretty. Standard. And you went, this is too much, and I was like, no, um, because actually I looked at it and thought, well, that's that's average. In fact, that's less than average amount mm-hmm. of free time. Because if you think about the people that go nine to five, they get up probably about six seven o'clock in the morning do their morning routine or whatever go to work don't come back till five six o'clock in the evening and Mm -hmm. then they give that to free time yeah true so you're still giving yourself less free time than everyone else um and then obviously they get their saturdays and sundays free as well which is what you gave yourself i think that one of the major problem is especially like for people who either are entrepreneurs or they're kind of doing things on the side you kind of if you kind of give yourself too much free time, you start to feel kind of guilty. Like I always know if I've had a day where I've kind of decided, actually, I'm just going to go say meet you. We're going to go hang out for a few hours. Mm -hmm. And then you come back and you're like, Oh, kind of today I didn't really get much done. And you kind of start beating yourself up. You start feeling a lot of guilt. And I think, I don't know whether that's just me. I don't know if you feel that way, but I always, if I, I always kind of beat myself up a little bit when I haven't done enough or I think, Oh, you could have got this much done yesterday, but you decided to go. Yeah, yeah. And I think maybe that's thing that people need to be really aware of, like not get too pulled into that thinking that way. Yeah, definitely. Um, and the, and and the good thing about the ideal week as well is that it is there, really, to make sure that you've got free time. That's what it's there for. To make sure you've got free time, you know when that free time is, and also so that you uh, you don't get into that situation where you're kind of like, oh, what am I doing today? Mm-hmm. because you've already got that template if you okay yeah your your weeks aren't always going to work out to that timetable but if you are going oh, i've got free day tomorrow what am i doing you've got that as reference so you can go right that's what i should be doing today if this was my ideal week so let's start with that and that's all cuts into where people are kind of you get you that's a big problem when you wake up one day and you're like okay especially as like an entrepreneur you've got so much you've got so many different things to do mm-hmm. and it kind of you get a bit you kind of so overwhelmed by all the stuff that needs to get done that you actually end up doing nothing or you end up spending the whole morning procrastinating and you're like well half the day is gone I'll just yeah. start tomorrow on well, one what of them. can often happen is you can wake up and you go I don't know what I'm meant to be doing today so then two things can happen you either spend half of the morning planning what you're going to do <laughs> which is so easily done or you quickly go right I should get that done and you end up wasting a lot of hours doing something that's really not very significant at all uh, you're just looking busy um, and, and doing something 
but maybe not the most productive thing that you could be doing and the most efficient use of your time um you end up probably doing something that okay yeah it's it, it will push you forward by an inch whereas you could be spending that same amount of time that's going to push you forward by a mile mm-hmm. um and, and that can easily happen like quite often it'll be something like i mean when it happens to me it'll be like oh i'll give my website an update just mm-hmm. clean that up a little bit or i'll make sure that all my folders are on my computer are in the right place so it's <laughs> easy to easy to sort through and stuff like that whereas instead i could be writing to casting directors i could be uh putting myself forward for projects and things like that why do you think people sort of avoid the because that's obviously the harder work and it's mm-hmm. gonna it's the one that's gonna have the biggest reward but do you mm-hmm. think it's maybe the i mean the fear of that bigger challenge oh, i mean absolutely. it's much easier to arrange a desktop than to say call up an agency absolutely. or something like that um i i do strongly believe that the biggest factor of people not being successful is fear mm-hmm. and it's fear of the success definitely mm-hmm. because people as we've as we discussed a couple of episodes ago do not like change and if you write to a casting director okay they are either as if i use that as an example they're either going to ignore you completely which hurts (laughs) in itself or they might ask you to come in for a project which could potentially be career changing I always love, especially when you're reaching out to people, is have a default that nothing's going to happen. So, yeah. like, send it out with the kind of in mind that nothing's going to happen. This is like, there's nothing. Like, I don't expect anything. Yeah. And then when something comes through, you're like, oh, you're well pleasantly surprised. But if you kind of have it on that basis of, look, I'm just sending this out. There's, it's so unlikely I'm going to get anything back. Mm-hmm. But then you just, yeah, have it like that. Then you'll actually just do it. And you won't be like, when it comes back and you're like, oh, I spent so many hours doing that and they didn't say nothing. Then you yeah. don't like beat yourself down and you're not likely to go and do it again. Yeah. Well, one uh, a good friend of mine spent um, a good year pursuing the attention of someone that could get him through some some doors, and uh, he eventually met up with them, and it didn't reap any rewards. Mm-hmm. And he did sp- spend a good few days being like, oh, "I've just wasted a whole year of effort, mm-hmm. essentially focusing wow. my attention on on them." Um, and you know that can happen, and that's why you shouldn't really put all your eggs in that one basket either. Um, you should make sure that you're doing many different things that could push your <clears throat> push your business or your career forward. One thing I heard recently, which I think is really good, because I I had this the other day, because I had to call up um, sorting out some labeling, um, some sort of like the laws on labeling at the moment for one of these products I'm trying to create, and I had this number for the person I had to call. And I had it, and I had it in my computer for so long, but I was holding mm-hmm. back from calling it, and I was like, I don't know why I'm like holding back. Like, what am I afraid of? Like, I'm just, I need this advice. Like, I need to call these people. Mm-hmm. But it's like something in me is like, it like puts that to the bottom of the list. It's like I'll get everything that's easy done, but then I'll. It's like I don't know whether people just have that sort of inbe- inbuilt fear of sort of calling people, especially the calling. I don't know oh, why. I do. I've worked in call centers, and I still. Yeah. I mean, I had it before I worked in call centers, so it's not like I've been traumatized <laughs> <Yeah>. by it. <laughs> um, but you know, and uh, and you know, I, I've all of the work that I have done pretty much since I moved to London has been telephone-based work, mm-hmm. and I still hate getting on the phone to anyone, hey. even to the point that I've I bought my iPad on finance, yeah, um, a couple of years ago, <laughs> and even now I will phone, I will deliberately phone make my payment over the phone mm-hmm. after their office is closed so I don't have to speak to anyone 
See, that's crazy. I think I will still do that. I think so many people have a massive fear when most of the time, like phony is like the direct line. And I was actually listening. I was actually watching the um, the hidden interview with Steve Jobs, and he was saying how like when he was a kid, he like picked up the telephone. You know, when the telephone, but you can and go he through. And he Hewlett just Packard. called up the like Hewlett Packard, and he just got to the bone. He's like, "Oh, have you got any bits and pieces that I can borrow, please?" And he said, "Yeah, come in." And he ended up getting a job from it. Yeah. And it's just like people don't realize how actually effective a phone can be but it's like we're all afraid i think i think because the sort of like the rejection is there and then yeah they can just be like stop bothering me put it down yeah and that's why a lot of people maybe choose to email or you send out a letter and stuff like that but one one technique i heard the other day which i think will help people to get over this is that you have to kind of when you've got that number of that person you want to call just literally shock yourself. Just put it in the phone and ring it straight away and just like, just go for it. Don't even think about it. And then before long, someone's answered, you have to speak. Like yeah. you've just got to totally kill off the time. So if you've got a number off the internet, as fast as possible, call it. Like that's all you have to do. Just call it. Once you've called it and someone answers, you're just going to have to get into the conversation. Yeah. I think the longer you leave it and longer you just sit on that number, you're, you're not going to do it. You're just going to be afraid of it. Absolutely. But yeah, I know we kind of gone off a bit there, but it's it's yeah. really important thing. Like it's a it's a productivity hack to kind of just challenge yourself and just throw yourself in a situation as mm-hmm. fast as possible where you don't give your your mind the chance to be like, actually, I'm not doing that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so let's talk about um, habits and the environment because obviously we've titled the episode with the "Environment to Get Shit Done." <laughs> um, uh, so. One one example which I really liked, which once I've moved into my new place, which I have a moving in date for, woo! House by at Wayne's. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, one of the things I plan to do because I know I need to drink so much more water, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to get on my desk. I'm just going to get a little row of water bottles mm-hmm. just sat on my desk mm-hmm. so if ever I am craving a drink it's literally within arm's reach just crack it open and you find as well if you are carrying a water bottle with you you'll drink your water even when you're not thirsty mm-hmm. it's just it's, it's like um, your mobile phone it's like checking your tweets it's sort of that yeah. little downtime in between so you'll have a little sip <laughs> yeah exactly so that's one of the things that I want to do is, is, is get my water bottles so within reach that I'm not even thinking about doing it mm-hmm. and turn that into a, a positive habit and things like that are there any environmental habits that you or designs that you are thinking of implementing or have implemented recently that you want to to be honest like uh, as you, you're sitting in my room right now so i always put up my goals so they're always in front of me like whatever your goals are for that for your year i put them up on the wall so they're in front of me so one of them is to learn turkish i always look up and oh got that as one of my goals so that mm-hmm. always prompts me to to learn i also make sure that i always put my my fit my fitness equipment's always mm-hmm. out and available so that's another thing that's just easy there but there was one thing i was saying like my sister like this week we was talking about this and she's trying to get on this whole nutrition eating well and she's like oh, i keep always falling off it and i was like yeah that's because at the beginning of the week you don't have all the all the bits of food in the fridge all the healthy stuff for that week mm-hmm. and so again you're so sort you have of to par- go out and go shopping exactly and so yeah she has to go shopping she has to choose the right things it's after work she's tired and so obviously by the end of the week she's like oh sorry i'll just go out to the I know the cafe and pick up a, a wrap or something like that and mm-hmm. so it is about I mean that applies to business and anything like you have to if you've got a task to do that day you just need to make it as simple as possible I mean English was talking about like to an extreme example last week how he gets up and runs at four in the morning and he's like yeah I wake up and I'm in my running gear it's like you need to as an entrepreneur when you especially when you're working for yourself you need to kind of have 
those things set up you need to know what's happening next and like be prompted and i think we was one of the points we're going to talk about is sort of having that activation energy there mm-hmm. and it stops that sort of the holding yourself back it's already you're already in motion like as soon as yeah. he wakes up he is already in motion he's in his gear he puts on his trainers and he's out the door mm-hmm. and so as an entrepreneur you need to kind of have those little triggers set up as much as possible yeah definitely i agree so um one thing you because you, you mentioned about having your your goals up on your wall and stuff <clears throat> question i've got is how often do you see that stuff but don't acknowledge it because I found when I've put stuff up on my wall and stuff before long, probably in a matter of a week or two, mm-hmm. I've become so used to it being in my environment, I don't even just, acknowledge it anymore. Well, it's the whole sort of banners on the internet effect. If you know the banners there, you're going to kind of ignore it. But it's probably true. Like to, Another little hack would probably be to me to kind of move them to a different area on the wall. So mm-hmm. once I walk in the room, I'm not used to where they are. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I do. I think for me, they're just literally above my computer. So they're in my eye line uh-huh. and they're always like a little prompt. And I see them like, okay, that's the plan. Okay. So for me, they're, I, they're always on my mind. And plus I then link my, um, what my targets are to what's on my to-do list or like I always have like, okay, sit on my learning Turkish app for say 20 minutes and just okay. go through some Turkish or, I mean, most of my goals are linked to whatever my sort of tasks are anyway. So right. every day, my what's on my task list is probably going to, is related to what those bigger goals are. Mm-hmm. And how do you, um, because that's that's something which I think everybody should do whenever they're putting together their to-do lists every day or every week or whenever, um, is always making sure that the vast majority of stuff on there goes towards the long-term goals. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you find yourself doing that um like is there any any process that you go through to be honest not as strictly as like like you say i don't i when i'm writing those to to do lists and i always do in the evening and we'll talk about why it's so Mm -hmm. important to kind of get your to-do list for the next day like done before the day starts but um, i don't actually that's a good point like maybe i should really at at night once i've got that to-do list written down maybe i should say okay how much of these are feeding into those goals that are up on my wall Mm -hmm. and i'm sure a lot of them are probably sort of subconscious now because i know what in my head i've been looking for the last six months these have been up on the wall so Mm -hmm. i know what i want at the end of the year and i'm always reviewing it back for you when we sit down and have our talks we're always sort of saying how close are you what you're getting to and again we're going to talk about why that's so important to have that accountability from external because like you say you will get blinded to your Mm -hmm. your goals and you'll fall away from them when other sort of priorities come in but yeah, that's something I'll definitely, when I'm making that to-do list, I'll be like, actually, yeah, how many of these do feed in? And what do you use for your to-do list? Because I know some people use um, that use a little uh, moleskin notebook. Um, if, when I when somebody first suggested to me to do a to-do list, that's how they suggested doing it. Because then you, you look at your page and then you go, right, I'm going to, I didn't fulfill those. So I'm going to mm-hmm. carry that on to the next day and do it in like a, a diary form. Um, whereas I prefer to use uh, things like, uh, well, I use because I'm an Apple geek. Uh, I use the Reminders app on uh, my iPhone and my iPad because I can do it through Siri as well. Mm-hmm. So if I've literally got something that's just come to mind, I can literally just go, Siri, remind me tomorrow at 8 that I need to do this or whatever. What do you use? See, I'm not as techy as that. I literally just use my notes on my iPhone. So I'll have a notepad and it will just have all my all my ones on there for that day and then once that's mm-hmm. done I just start the next day new new page and sometimes it is a, a kind of pulling stuff over to the next one so if I go through my notes on my iPhone I've probably got loads that I kind of didn't end up getting mm-hmm. done but if they've fallen away and I've not carried them over they probably yeah. weren't that important we well, see the thing the reason I use the reminders app as well is you may not know this 
so I'm going to tell you. I think you told me actually because you're like, why aren't you using reminders? But go well, on, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm hugely in favour of the of the reminders app and and a lot of the built-in stuff that Apple puts onto their onto their stuff. So if you have an iPhone or an iPad, listen up. <laughs> um, and you're not using the reminders app anyway. You probably are. Um, but you know how when you scroll from the top. You get oh, your yeah, today's yeah, yeah. view. Yeah, you show me. It's yeah. got your it's got your to do list on there as well, mm-hmm. and it will keep everything on there that's overdue or due that day. Okay. So if you look at mine, there's a good six or seven things You're scrolling on there, for a while, which <laughs> which have been there for ages. Yeah. Because I've just not got around to doing them yet, but they're always there, and eventually it's going to really get on my nerves that those things haven't been done. Mm-hmm. So, and the only way I'm allowed to clear them is by getting them done. Mm-hmm. Um, or Oh, because they're cl- another reminder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so saying, okay, I'm not going to, I can't do that today, but I'm going to do that in two days' time. So, set me another reminder mm-hmm. for in two days' time, and then it will, it will ping up again. I think it's just you put it anywhere. I mean, it doesn't matter what you do it on, as long as it's in your face. Every, when you wake up in the morning, you're not kind of questioning what's happening. You've mm-hmm. got your to-do list. But mm-hmm. there is one thing I love doing with my to-do list, and I think this is probably one of the best things I, I do. And it so just gets the ball rolling every morning, and it's. I always put the most simplest things at the beginning of my to-do list. So I'll have like, sometimes my to-do list is about 10 things to do long. But like the first four are like the most simplest things. So it'll be like do a Facebook post or um, do some stretches or they're really simple things or uh, drink two pints of water or something so simple or I mean open up a word document mm-hmm. ready for whatever blog you're going to write mm-hmm. and these things I come home or if I've been at my girlfriend's I come home or I'm at home I wake up and the first thing I do is just drill those to-do lists off like the two or three of them mm-hmm. and then I'm like oh my to-do list is now only seven long seven like things to do so you've already got the momentum there and that's what I'm saying but a lot of people I know people are like oh, that's silly that's stupid because a lot of people say well you should just get out the hardest task of the day mm-hmm. because that's the one that's probably holding you back and it is true the hardest one is the one that you're kind of putting like the number the calling someone you're putting that to the bottom of the list yeah but once you get those free for me it just sets me up for the day I'm like okay I've got the ball running I'll get like a little high I've got some off my list and it, that I just live by now I'm always putting simple things at the, at the top yeah and it just gets it going. It's that yeah. sort of activation energy. <laughs> See, there's there's two there's two theories on this. Mm-hmm. There there are people that say put the simplest thing first, mm-hmm. and then there are also the opposite, which say get the hardest, most important thing out of the way first, because once you've done that, everything else is easy, and you've already got off on a good start because you've done the most effective thing first it's mm-hmm. done before your day's even really begun mm-hmm. you've achieved more than you would have done otherwise mm-hmm. um, but you're clearly in the in the camp of simplest thing first I just think when for me I think it comes down to how you work though because I'm not the most productive first thing in the morning I'm most productive mm-hmm. maybe early afternoon same. and then I drop off so for me that that middle time is where I'll go for the bigger like the harder challenge where I'm at my best I've had my mm-hmm. breakfast I've had my exercise I'm buzzing okay let me take on that big challenge but just getting those few done in that morning which I'm not feeling at my best it already gets a flow going mm-hmm. it's like okay you've got some stuff done already go have your workout at lunchtime once you finish your lunch there we go now let's take mm-hmm. on the bigger task okay so it probably just comes down some people wake up and they're fired up straight away mm. and they work best in the early hours so I think it totally depends on that okay I want to touch on an app that I have downloaded, but not really tried out yet. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that, but I didn't um, know whether you'd been using it because you hadn't said I anything about it. I haven't used it properly yet. I do want to get into it because I think when when we saw the TED Talk about it, I was like, oh, my God, amazing. Spent three quid on it. 
Still yep. haven't used it we'll, properly. We'll yet. share it on the blog. Um, it's called Super Better. Yeah, that's the one. Um, and it's kind of a similar thing. It almost gives you, it gives you like quests. It basically gamifies your to-do list, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, except it's more about um, general personal development as opposed to getting things done. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, one of the power-ups is, you know, drink a glass of water, mm-hmm. and you you get points for fulfilling like getting these power-ups or mm-hmm. uh you there's quests power-ups and baddies mm-hmm. um you power-ups are things like you're drinking your water baddies are things like stopping yourself from procrastinating things like that and then your quests are things like um fulfill uh, earn three power-ups and defeat a baddie today or whatever mm-hmm. and they can vary and there's different power packs you can get so things about health things about productivity and all that sort of stuff um, again, I haven't really tried it out yet, but if, <laughs> if you think gamification is going to really help you to kind of move forward in productivity or health or whatever, then just check it out. There's a TED Talk about it as well. I've forgotten what we'll the TED Talk it. was I'll, called. I'll, I'll put it onto the blog on the breakdown of the blog again. But I know one, if you watch that TED Talk, it's pretty damn likely you're going to buy the app because yeah. it sounds so cool. It's exactly what I did. <laughs> uh, and, and the good thing is as well is you can actually customize it as well. So you can create your own power-ups. You can create your own baddies and your own quests um, to get more out of it. Because there's only something like about 30-odd power packs. Mm-hmm. But they all help you to achieve different things, which means if you open up certain power packs, then it means that you can kind of guide your life in the way that you want to go which mm-hmm. is very cool um in that case though it's all about sort of um sort of buying time as well like a lot of it is health and product it's like the health stuff or take a minute out of your day or kind of slow down or have a glass of water and i think that's what a lot of people miss as well it's kind of it, you get sort of stuck in that sort of busyness cycle like we said and then you kind of let the other things slip like yeah. the looking after yourself or just taking time out and we were saying earlier like i mean we had a little meditation before we actually did the mm-hmm. podcast which is a first but it's like nice and it's really important as well for people to sort of take that downtime like when i wrote my weekly schedule like oh, i was like shocked how much time there was off but actually and i think english actually touched on it last week it's like actually it's in those downtimes where you don't schedule things that sometimes the most productive things come out mm-hmm. or like I always love to like work out at lunchtime because it gives you a little bit of energy for the next half of the day. That's usually when I work out. I usually work out, then I have shower, then I have lunch. Mm-hmm. It's usually the way I do it because then I've managed to get... The morning is where I get kind of the small things done. Then I work out, have lunch, and then I get a good section of important stuff done. Um, so that's kind of the way I do it as well. And I think it is that downtime. That downtime is usually... I mean. Because I was quite opposed to when you showed me the um, the schedule, scheduling everything. Because I'm so like I hate to work on the regiment. I don't like to be so strict. But I think if you schedule in those sort of times just to do nothing, mm-hmm. that gives you you've sort of scheduled time to just be like whether you go for a walk or you do your exercise. That's such downtime where you're going to end up coming up, up with the creative ideas. Mm-hmm. Whereas most people are so busy doing the work that they don't step away to actually get the ideas that are probably going to value like be so much more valuable for the work you're doing because you might get the idea actually i didn't reach out to that person or um maybe i'll watch a ted talk in that time and then it will link you to somebody else or Uh a new idea and it's it's usually those downtimes are the the ones that propel you forward where the other stuff you're just sort of getting the work done yeah definitely um so let's talk about uh the environment and bad habits then um because i think this is where the real key is because there have been many 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 times in my old place not so much now because I'm kind of between houses Um, (laughs) but in my old place I had my desk I had my computer Mm -hmm. and then to my right on the corner 
<clears throat> was where my Xbox was stored, which was hooked up to my uh, computer monitor. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were so many times where I'd be like, I'd get some work done, and then I'm like, right, lunchtime. Uh, they'll go make some food, and then be like, oh, it's my lunchtime, so I can play games. So let's turn the Xbox on. Uh, play the Xbox for a bit. Then it's like, uh, lunch is over. It's like, mm, yeah, but I've got one more level to complete on <laughs> this game before I have to, before I can go. So I'm just going to play that. Oh, yeah. Oh, and then story cutscene comes in. And I'm like, yeah, really cool. i got to keep playing. So mm-hmm. I'm playing. And then before long, my lunch hour has been two, maybe three hours mm-hmm. <laughs> long. And then I've got nothing done. Um, so... Bad habits, environment. How do we tackle them? So to be honest, first of all, you've got a. It's like with the creating a good habit. In a good habit, you're kind of looking at ways that you can make it simple. So you're waking up in your running stuff, so you can go running. Whereas the bad habits that you want to cut down, you really you you just want to do the opposite. You want to make it as difficult as possible to do that. Like mm-hmm. the fact that you have the Xbox set up beside you is kind of priming you to say, "Look, I just have to press that button, mm-hmm. and I'm on." And I'm playing. And so really, again, it goes straight back to food. It's like, if you're stocking your cupboards full of crisps and bits and pieces, you're so much more likely to eat it than saying, oh, I really feel like a Snickers, but I've got to walk down the road to go to the shop and get it. Mm -hmm. But if you've just bought a multi-pack from the shop, you're going to be having one every single day. And so it is about sort of really removing, like removing those sort of, well, actually, no, not removing. It's, well, removing the, the indirectly in front of you, but actually adding steps, like making it really bloody difficult. Like, like I think you were saying in one of the podcasts how you could, or oh, I don't know what you were saying you was doing, but you could put the remote control, I don't know, mm-hmm. somewhere else. You could put the wire that connects it somewhere else. You yeah. could put the, you just got to make it such a pain in the ass to actually, oh no, I swear. Yeah, what? <laughs> pain in Damn the, it. Pain in the butt. <laughs> yeah, it's like you've got to make it a pain in the butt. Like that's it. It's just a challenge then. It becomes a chore and it becomes so long. Mm-hmm. And you got to think the thing is that, are usually on your to-do list that you don't want to do what you what don't you want to do about them is the fear it's the effort it's all those things and so apply that to your bad habit and you're more likely to just they're going to cut down yeah well it's like on my on my uh mac because i do i do like my video games i they've been a big part of my uh they were a big part of my teenage life i would spend entire weekends at my friend's house playing super smash brothers on same the, with me that's why i totally TV. cut gaming out of and my life i just stuff. couldn't deal with it well i i did for a while particularly when i was at uni i just stopped playing games and then i i kind of i hit that point it was when i was at my high productivity level and i kind of went i have not played any video like i used to like binge on video games mm-hmm. and the nostalgia kicked in i was like i've not really played any video games for a while um so i kind of reintroduced them back into my life again and, and stuff but one thing that i have done is i don't i do not put any games on my mac mm-hmm. um because you're just all merging the two things yeah, together your work my your mac book. is my work yeah space Station. and other than facebook and twitter and stuff like that there's nothing else like leisure leisurely on that Mm -hmm. Um, but what I have done because I prefer PC gaming to uh, console gaming Mm -hmm. is I've put Windows on my Mac as well so I can boot it up Mm -hmm. and go onto Windows but that is such a big step because you have to turn on your Mac and then restart your Mac and then when it does the big bong (laughs) you have to hold down the uh, 
got alt button yeah. and then select the drive and then so it's it's there's like three or four extra steps rather than just turning a computer on and then putting the game on which means actually I rarely rarely play games on my PC either mm-hmm. um, and I, I think that is that is a really good example of just getting rid of those of those bad habits like if you put the Xbox in a cupboard and the cables in a drawer at the other side of the room mm-hmm. and then and then you gotta put the game remote in a cupboard above your wardrobe or mm-hmm. whatever and just the more steps that you can put in that the more likely you are just to go do you know what i really can't be bothered i'm just going to carry on doing what i was doing which was work but again like it's not all about doing work like as long as you've scheduled that time like if you said to yourself okay after lunch i want to play an hour of gaming mm-hmm. and you're strict with yourself and you say okay i can do an hour and you know that you can do an hour then it's okay like we scheduled a lot of free time onto our ideal weeks and now we know that okay in this time i can go and watch netflix for a couple of mm-hmm. hours or you have to kind of you don't want to be like a i don't know like so regimented that you don't have any fun like you can have these fun things but you need to be disciplined enough to know when they stop as well that and i think that's that's real <laughs> key it's the discipline because that's where i really fall down when it comes to discipline i have very little mm-hmm. if i don't want to do something most likely it won't happen and that's where i really really fall down on productivity mm-hmm. um whereas a couple of years ago it was just I'd just get it done get it out of the way now it's just kind of like I really and I think that's where the burnout came in it's just like I've, I've spent so much time already doing stuff I don't want to do mm-hmm. I'm not going to spend any more time doing stuff I don't want to do and then I get distracted and then oh look at that <laughs> um, I think one thing like we've probably totally skipped over is a lot of people are actually just not aware of what their habits are Mm-hmm. like a lot of people don't know how much I mean of what they do is just on autopilot and they're actually not really aware and that's why it's it's important to have your goals because then you can really focus on what do I do on a day to day like actually if that's for someone who's totally like okay I really need to this is where I want to go and I really want to figure out what steps I need to do now you kind of really have to start becoming hyper aware of what you do like you were saying that once i play a game i might end up playing for three hours Mm -hmm. that's being aware of your habit of the way you are Mm -hmm. and then you've got to kind of change things around like step back or i don't know you've just got to get someone who to say oh can you come in my room if i've been playing it for this cut it off or find ways that you can start breaking that habit down well one thing i did was i uh because i've tried so many different productivity hacks um and and one of the things i tried was uh having um on one of my calendars on my phone having there was one calendar which i had to stick religiously religiously to mm-hmm. um and that was lunch start lunch over do a workout mm-hmm. um and uh wrapping up like stopping work uh were like the, the things that were on there and so i'd set an alarm for when my lunch was over problem is the discipline kicked the lack of discipline kicked in and i'm like ah mm-hmm. <laughs> i'll carry on and it is it is about finding that if if it's too easy to ignore the discipline you'll ignore the discipline mm-hmm. that's why those alarm clocks that i think we were talking about a few episodes ago where you have to chase them around the room or there's the one where you have to shake it like 20 times or mm-hmm. uh, the, there's those football alarm clocks isn't there where mm-hmm. you have to chuck it across the room as hard as you can mm-hmm. um before it will turn off and stuff and i think that those things are genius because what they've done is they've realized that the alarm the bad habit isn't isn't the fact that you're you're sleeping in it's the fact that you're snoozing the alarm and after snoozing the alarm or rather turning off the alarm and after that 
going back to bed mm-hmm. that they've realized that that's the bad habit itself so what they've done is they've made that bad habit 10 times more difficult to fulfill mm-hmm. and that's why i'm the sort of person that sets 20 alarms in the morning <laughs> i feel so sorry for whoever sleeps in the bedroom next to me because they they are not going to go to sleep after my alarm goes off because mm-hmm. that's their setup so i don't go back to sleep after mm-hmm. my alarm's gone off so why do you set 20 because <laughs> I know that the bad habit for me is to oh, turn the yeah. alarm off. Because uh, okay. um, it's so easy. And this is one thing which I won't complain about Apple much, but this they've made it far too easy to turn your alarm off on your phone. Because mm-hmm. my phone is my alarm and it's far too easy. You just push a button, it's off. Well, there you go. We've just given someone an app idea. Yeah. Yeah, Apple. If you if you did something like that where you had to figure out a few math problems before you can get your alarm off, then suddenly you, oh, I've just, you've worked because your brain. Because as, as well, the thing is, is particularly if you are living with other people and your alarm goes off and it's really loud because it needs to be really loud to wake you up and you're like, shit, I want to turn that off. So you just turn it off as quick as you can and then it's like, right, I'm your brain is still like, I am still asleep. Mm-hmm. So you go back into bed and roll over and that's where I realised that my, my bad habit was. So I set an alarm every minute for like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm just so my brain doesn't have that chance to go and back to sleep yeah yeah. it's constantly kind of wake up wake up wake up um so that's why i do that and it's again it's it's killing the bad habit and making the habit hard to to we we was also talking about obviously there's that sort of rule of how long it takes to make a habit but then we was also saying that actually it, it does vary depending on what the actual thing you're trying to change like we were saying like it's a lot easier to drink one glass of water a day than it is to or one glass of yeah one glass of water a day than it is to say i know write a paragraph of writing i think people usually get kind of i know like tied up i guess you have to look for the most simplest way of introducing that mm-hmm. habit I don't know what yeah, well, yeah well one thing that um i think i think i discussed this a couple of podcasts ago as well one thing i've heard which is really good was the idea of um rather than focusing on the habit focus on why you want that good habit so if the habit if the if the good habit that you want is to do a workout don't focus on doing the workout focus on being the sort of person that won't miss a workout Mm -hmm. so there was the one guy and i'm pretty sure i quoted this a few episodes ago but i'm going to bring it up again there's the guy that wanted to work out every day um and he was like well who's the sort of person that works out every day he was mm-hmm. like, well, he's the sort of person that goes to the gym every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got to go to the gym every day. I don't have to go and do a workout at the gym every day. I've just got to go to the gym every day. Mm-hmm. So he would get up and he'd walk to the gym every day. He'd only be in there for five minutes. That's all he'd give himself. Just be in the gym for five minutes and then up and leave. Um, and so that became a habit because it was just a simple case of walking to the gym, going in, going, right, I'm here. Right, I'm off. And so the habit became going to the gym. And then before long, once he was there, it was like, well, I'm here now. I may as well do my workout. Mm -hmm. And that's, again, just it's like my to-do list. You've got that activation energy. Like you've done the first step. It's like, okay, I've walked here now. I can go home. But to be honest, I'm here now. I'm ready to go. You might as well get it done. And before long, you're going to get all the rewards of working out. And you can be like, okay, that it just forms as a habit then. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So, oh. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, like, um, <laughs> going back to that, like, you, I thought you was going to touch on it more. It's just, like, there are all these sort of, like, 
productivity hacks and people bang on them bang on about them all the time like there's hundreds you can got these apps on your computer that will turn off the computer and turn off your internet you can i don't know your mobile's got a hundred different productivity hacks you've got books all over and i think one thing that people really miss is like reconnecting with the reason why you're doing whatever you're doing like you say with the worker is to get is to be like healthy really is to have a good life and i think when it comes to sort of as your entrepreneur journey in a way you need to keep connecting i know we say it all the time and it's said all the time but it's like why are you doing this in the first place why are you making your product why are you offering your service and then when you always when you connect with those things they're so much more powerful to keep you like they break discipline down like if you say to yourself well i'm i'm doing this business because i want to support my family or i want to change things up or i want this kind of lifestyle i want to when you connect with that there's no question about your body's like actually yeah i want to go do that and it, it just fires you up like we we did our podcast about um selling emotions mm-hmm. and now that's more that's more valuable really and that's what you have to think about with your kind of your productivity in a way and um like another thing we was we were sort of saying like the big problem is really is convincing your future self because your, your mm-hmm. current self is like he's a demon to deal with he's so like stuck in his ways it's like mm-hmm. an like they say it's an old man it's like it's so impossible like to train an old dog to do tricks or whatever the saying is and that's your current you your current you just loves being who he is and he doesn't want to change but then your future is like this is who you can become you can be me yeah. you can be looking buff and you can be like running your own business and the why is is really focused on that future you really yeah. yeah definitely okay so i think that's a good point to start wrapping things up i was gonna i was gonna come in with just one last point okay and i think it's also a good one because this is where um where emotion can let you down like once you connect with emotion like you know you want to do something but I think and what I've found recently is that by doing this podcast, I've ended up meeting so many sort of more like-minded people. Mm-hmm. And I think being around other people who are super productive, but also people who are going to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. Like we've even said that now, we put that in our book, like we do the podcast and the next thing we're going to do after this is accountability. Yeah. Let's sit down with each other and say like, what have you got done this week? What What's the goals? What's next week? What's mm-hmm. the plan? And I think that's something that, Obviously, when you're when you're sort of either starting entrepreneurship or you've got a side business or you're trying to get into it, when you're in your own head, it's so difficult. But if you connect with mm-hmm. somebody else who's kind of on that same pattern or at the beginner on that journey, you kind of fire off each other. So you kind of you work off each other. It's kind of competitive in a way, but you're doing mm. different things. But you kind of want to help each other because if the other person is doing good, you're going to want to do good because you yeah. want to move at the same speed and you want to push each other. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's one thing that people miss out so much is just like, your your connections or the the group you have around you like mastermind group or whatever that is a huge productivity hack because somebody's not going to let you just get away with not doing anything i say so what did you do this week i think even english now we text each other and he's like oh well you well how's your week been what have you got done or you text me at the end of the day and it's nice just have someone who's actually holding you accountable yeah definitely definitely okay so um Shall we go quote or action steps next, Jim? What do you think? Uh, let's go with the action steps. Action steps. Okay. So um, three things um, is really, really be hyper aware of your habits, good and bad. Um, so, for example, I'm aware that I lack the discipline sometimes to kind of go right back to work. Um, but I'm also aware that I am one of my good habits is is my willingness to try and be more productive um and so then it's about utilizing those and kind of working out how you can boost the good habits and drown the bad habits essentially um 
and and then from that have a plan of where you want to go so which habits do you want to keep which ones do you want to get rid of and also in terms of the bigger picture like what are your goals what habits and, and things are getting in your way and what things are propelling you towards that end goal um and then also and this is something we didn't really touch on in the in the main podcast too much uh, but really just kind of go easy on yourself and start with uh small things little steps um i mean we touched on it in terms of like with the gym and stuff but just don't expect the world to change overnight because you've you've changed your mindset basically well if you listen back to english's podcast last week he said that he wanted to become a cleaner tidier person he didn't start with just like over like running his own cleaning business cleaning everybody's house or cleaning becoming a spotless guy mm. he started by just clearing his desk making sure his desk was clean yeah. and then that suddenly burst into another habit and then he starts to whatever the next habit is and so really all it is is finding these little little habit changes and then just stacking them on top of each other and then yeah. And you're going to have a huge whole character change, really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, Jem, quote time. So, this quote is by Charles Duhigg, and his book, Habit, The Power of Habit, is an amazing book. And I would literally say to anybody who's into entrepreneurship or actually just wants to have more discipline or more sort of self-control, you have to read it. And I will link to it in the, in the blog, in the breakdown of this episode. And his quote is... Um, this is the real power of habit, the insight that your habits are what you choose them to be. And that's exactly what we're trying to say here is like once you're aware of what your habits are and where you want to go, it is literally down to you. It's in your power. And I think entrepreneurs out of everybody are the ones that have to really have control of who they are and their time and how they feel. It's, it's a challenge. And I think that's why I love entrepreneurship because it is so character building. Like you really have to, I mean, I think you can get away a lot more. I'm not going to say that obviously there are people who are doing say the stand nine to five there probably very they're, they're very productive but i think when you're working for yourself and it's out off your own back you need to seriously have control yeah. of how you think and, there's and a lot what of you temptation do. isn't there just to kind of go mm, not today because one of the great things which everybody always goes on about about entrepreneurship i mean even english did mm -hmm. uh last week when we recorded the interview we said how long have you got and he went as long as you need i'm my own boss mm -hmm. and it is so easy when you're working for yourself just to go i fancy a day off today mm -hmm. so i'm going to have one but if you're if you're on target to do what you're doing and you've already yeah, scheduled that, that end, then you you've got that freedom. That's why I love people to, do it. But it's easy to do that even when you're not on target. That, mm -hmm. That's the issue. And um, that comes to the habit and having that discipline, really. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so important to build up that skill. Definitely. So we will wrap it up there. Um, as always, if there's anything you want us to discuss, or if you've got any feedback or any questions you want. To uh, to ask us please send an email over to us you can email me at wayne at powerfulnonsense.com or you can email gem at gem at powerfulnonsense.com and that's gem spelled c-e-m perfect and if you prefer twitter which some people do you can tweet me at wayne underscore ingram or you can tweet me at c-k-y-i-l-d-i-z and as always i mean we haven't had a review for a while we really would like another i'm just i'm gonna have to call up my nan i think but if you do like what you're hearing please please post a review it really does help boost the show boost its uh, profile online and get more listeners and help us spread the word and all that sort of stuff it can only be a good thing we don't ask for anything from you but please 
post a review. And um, one one last thing before we go is um, we are going to be doing more interviews coming up. I've been trying to reach out to people who are hopefully will be useful for you guys to listen to. We've got potentially a guy named Mans Denton who runs another podcast called The Hack Mind, and he's all about biohacking and a lot to do with the stuff I'm really interested in. And I'm sure once you listen to him, Wayne, I'm sure you will be too. Hmm. And so hopefully we'll be getting him on the podcast really soon. And so, yeah, look out for that. Fabuloso. Um, so, yes, that was that episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Start putting your water bottles on your, <laughs> your <laughs> desk if you want to drink more water. And get rid of that Xbox. Yes. Lock it away. Until next time. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>